Who said you less of a man? Who said you less of a man? Who said you less of a 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 man? Who said you less of a man? Who said you less of a You think that it's your job to do it all, yeah You don't ask for help when you fall, yeah They try to, but you don't involve them Every now and then you need a hand, say Who said you less of a man? You do the best that you can You took your blessings and ran You had a running with trouble, you stressing Cause that wasn't part of the plan You praying up to the man You saving up for the fan Waking up to some calls, talking about you need a couple of grand. You know they don't give a damn. You hoping that it's a scam. You feel like you take the money you make out your pocket and put it in Sam's. You need a holiday ham, yeah. You need some dressings and yams. If you can't afford to put food on the table, does that make you less of a man? You think that is your job to do it all, yeah. You don't ask for help when you fall. Welcome back, you guys, to season two of my man. Uh, we are finally back after a long hiatus, you know, but I did say we'd be back in spring at least, so it is that time. Uh, we are on episode one on April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's Day to people that actually celebrate this stupid holiday. This I isn't a joke, though. It. This is for real. Right. This is actually <laughs> happening, so don't think this is an April Fool's joke. So <laughs> welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in once again. Uh, it's your host, Tyree Roberts, along with other hosts. What's going on, nice. guys? It's good to be back. Happy to be back here. Um... Yeah, we got a lot in store this season. I hope we're coming through loud and clear. We just got some new equipment, some new Man, right. some new hardware. Um, a lot courtesy of, of Bryce, you know, shout out to him. We got Curti- the Yeti mic out Cur- here. Hey, courtesy of Moneybag Joe. <laughs> 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 the, the, hey, what did he call it? The Stim Mobile? We got the Stim mic out <laughs> here, everybody. So oh, <laughs> we're good to go. Uh, but uh, this is also a very, 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 very special episode because... Of uh, the two people that we have on with us are our parents. Uh, I, I want to, you know, introduce them by the full name, but I'm just going to start off with call mom, mom and dad. So we'll start off with mom. Introduce yourself. Tell uh, the world about who you are. <laughs> I'm the mom. <laughs> I'm Vicki Roberts. Right. I'm happy and proud to be here. First female. Right. First. White female. White female. First white person Incredible. in general. Just right. We are yeah, making so big steps. milestones for right. my man, right? Right away, <laughs> all the time for the second Dice, episode. The diversification uh, process. Exactly. And then we got dad as well. Introduce yourself. Uh, I didn't know we was going to be using our government. <laughs> you know, but okay, you know, this is me. I'm Ke- Big Kev. They call me Kevin. I'm Kevin Roberts. Uh, uh, and I, you know, I roll with uh, retirement right now. You know, for many, many, many years, I worked for Milwaukee County. Um, I retired from Milwaukee County Zoo. And two thousand and two thousand and nine, um, when my son broke his leg in the football game. So see, I had to run point because what happened is, you know, you go to these <laughs> different places and they say they could do what they say they can do, and they don't do it. Right. Exactly. And so I wound up, you know, having to run point because you know um, I had a, one son that passed away, and uh, I said, none, no more of my sons are expendable. And you know, I, I've really really was trying to work out how he died of a thyroid infection when, um, you know, it never, it didn't run on my side of the family. I guess mom said it did run. This is my it's, older co- uh, brother, Shay, uh, Kevin, Kevin Shay Roberts, by the way, you know, yeah. I brought him up in a previous episode, just so context, but keep going that. Yeah. And so I, I just like, I wanted Tyree to know that I was going to be there for him. Rain or shine, sleet or snow. I'm going to be there and whatever you need is right here. 
Uh, I had really good insurance, and I thank God that uh, we got through it. It was tough. It was a tough thing with all the surgeries. We're gonna get back right. to that at a, in a different and that, segment, though. and that's that, that's actually incredible because yeah, he definitely stepped up and helped out a lot because I, I honestly wouldn't have been able to do that alone. I mean, I was 18 at the time, but like I said, like Brian said, we're gonna get up to that point in a, just a second here. But uh, rest in peace, you know, to an older brother, Kevin Shea Roberts. You know, he still think about him every that's single so day. Seriously, you know, it was a huge, huge part of my life. So um, we're gonna get right into the next part about. Uh, what do you do for work, mom? What is your, you know, dad brought up retirement, you know, like, what is, you know, you just got a new job. How does that go on and everything? Well, I didn't think you were going to ask this question. So you kind of threw me off, but um, I just started a new job. I'm ending my third week, my second full week. A much better place than the previous place. And it's five minutes from home. I can come home for lunch. It's a sweet deal. That's going on. I'm, I think I that's that's, that's nice. important to kind of put that context out there, just kind of establish, you know, where everybody is. Because, uh, you know, I, I think that's important for people to know who you guys are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, these they are really our parents and uh, very, very much caricaturized. I don't know if that's a word or not. Themselves. It, just it's a word even, now. <laughs> just, just then even. No, yep. It's a very good, uh, a little bit better of an understanding of where we came from. Even and uh, ju- like even just right there, you yeah. Know, so many, true. so many things that uh, typical Vicky and Kevin, excuse me, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> for, you can absolutely doing. see why we are the way we are, and it's a beautiful thing because we are a mixture of a lot, and it's incredible. The personalities are huge, and they've always been that big. So shout out to both of them for being out here with us. This is nice. This is great. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But uh, I also want to start off with uh, shouting out. Uh, this uh, podcast, Why Should I Give a Damn? Eric, Dylan, Colin Henderson, and Bri- uh, Brianna Dylan, thank y'all for having us on. Fee, I appreciate you. Ronnie King was a videographer. Um, and then we had my man Joe. You know, and yeah, shout out all y'all. Right, it was a blast, man. We had a great time. Uh, we were talked about a lot, you know, from Lil Nas X to Derek Jackson. Shout out Colin Henderson for bringing up a very huge topic that I wanted to discuss a little later, but man, um, uh, shout out to you, man. Yeah, for episode forty four. Uh, it's called "Who's Going to Hell." Right. Uh, you can catch them on Instagram at at wsigad underscore podcast and YouTube at wsigad podcast. That's a space there that time. But uh, man, hilarious people, great people. What was the other one we were on? Eighteen, right or nineteen? Uh, uh, nineteen. Nineteen. I think it was nineteen. And, and uh, they have yeah. forty four episodes so far. Yeah, so shout out to why should I give a damn and the crew? Seriously, y'all are going crazy. Um, but thank y'all for having us on again. Um, but we're going to get into a little bit, you know, right away, background in mental health. Um, I've only recently begun my background into my journey with learning about mental health. Have I been dealing with mental health awareness for a very long time? Yes, I'll get into that in a little bit later. But background, I think I've been more open to learning about it and knowing what the cause and effect of the, the awareness does for you. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. When I started this podcast, I've been learning and teaching myself a lot. Megan, you know, shout out to Megan. She is a therapist. She works with a lot of kids. She's doing great work, and I respect the hell out of her for doing what she does because it's not easy. It's not easy to put that weight on your shoulders. Nothing easy about mental health. It's just not. It's really not. And that's the best part about it because you're bettering people's lives by helping them get what they need to get off their chest. And that's the point about this part about this podcast, which is great. Uh, Bryce, you know, we got in background about mental health. Are you kind of where I'm at with the, you know, background? Man, yeah, like, uh, I kind of talked about it on the, the last episode. I, I talked about it pretty much every episode. My journey, uh, as far as 
uh, traversing my mental health. Um, it kind of just has begun here. Uh, didn't really pay attention to it before uh, we started doing this podcast, and I'm 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 almost hyper aware at this point right. of uh, how something's affecting me. So that's, I mean, just like even during this hiatus, I mean it's. And uh, just be, and I'm not no Derek Jackson, you know what I mean? <laughs> I actually, I actually, you know, I had to I have to take my uh, mental health seriously. So even recently, uh, I started eating more healthy, man. Um, I feel I feel great now because I'm back to work full time, so I'm feeling good mentally. Um, but uh, I actually was texting, especially texting you, Dad, the other day, and you told me, and this is wise. Uh, you like to say, I know you like you have your sayings, but this one stuck with me. Um, that uh, health is a lifelong journey. No right. matter w- whether it's mental or physical. So just because you take care of it well one time or you take care of it here and there uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good. You know, d- five years from now, 10 years from now, that's something that you have to upkeep. It's an active thing. And that's what right. I said. Right. I think I said that last episode. In the first, do you remember the first episode of last season? We talked about having your physical health, you know, equal with your your mental. I mean, yeah. we talked about it uh, a couple times. Yeah, yeah. It just ties and, in. It goes hand know, in hand. It does. Yeah, it like Fayette, we even said that you should tie in uh, mental health. Ed, you know, is with physical education. You should be able to have phys- mental education about how the mental health affects your body and your body affects your mental health. I mean, there's a lot of different things that can go into that. So I think it's very important that people acknowledge that not only taking care of your body is good, but taking care of your mind is good as well. But that's a great point to bring up right away. But uh, background on mental health, you know, we'll go to the parental units. And as I texted you <laughs> earlier, I called you parental <laughs> unit. I kind of threw you off a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a long thing. Right. That's uh, something they used to use on Saturday Night Live. Exactly. I think. And I'm a big Parental fan. Units. Oh, I'm yes. a big fan of SNL. We're all, but... I mean, that shows that we're showing our age here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I> mean, <we're... laughs> it, goes, it goes a little further back than Saturday Night, right. Night Live. Right. Right. And the <laughs> aliens, <laughs> even. <so. laughs> Well, you know, the cold hands. The cold hands. Exactly. But, Dan, what is your background? You know, I, I, I kind of wanted to get on that with you. Well, was I actually, um, when I first started working for the county, I started off in the parks. But then as time progressed, you know, and, you know, people need more money, you know, because I started out with, in the parks, the minimum wage was a dollar and 65 cent an hour. That's incredible. And that's what I was making. Now, that's that was age? I was happy. Hold on. People be like, what? Right. Man, hold on, man. I was making big money, man. Right. right. And then, you know, okay. So as I uh, went through, um, you know, high school and stuff, then I graduated. I got a job at the um, county hospital. Right. And I worked on one of the wards of mental health, the admitting ward of mental health. And, you know, because of my size, they said, we only want you to do one thing. Right, right. When you hear that bell ring, you come away. <laughs> so I gave it the muscle and say, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And, but it, it, it made me perfect. I mean, really hone in on uh, awareness of where you at in your life right. and where you, you know, you starve your body. Right. You starve your brain. Right. So eating right. You know, that was one of the main things. You know, a lot of people, they think that's not important. Mm-hmm. You know, physical health means more than just going to the gym. Right. It right. means also what you're putting into your body. Right. You know, and if all right. you're doing is eating pizza at McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know, don't get me wrong, that's great. Because I eat, I eat pizza at McDonald's too. Right. Right. But you got to limit. You have to limit. And you got to eat right. You got to mm-hmm. eat the some food groups, you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of my uh, lady friends would say stuff like chocolate is a food group, and, and then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like right. 
No. In small no. increments, absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with eating a little bit of candy. But, you know, too much of that thing, mm-hmm. you know, when it goes up, must come down. Exactly. You know, candy it, is good. Yeah, man. You yeah. be wearing around your waist the rest of your life. And that's the thing about life, too, because, it, you know, your body deteriorates faster than your mind does in a sense that, you know, you, you kind of decompose every single day that you're living already. So, you know, we're kind of living to die in that sense. But, yeah, but it kind of, you know, that's what it is. You got to take care of every part of your body, your physical health, your mental health. Your mind is still going to be there up until the last breath that you take, which is important. So, mom, you got—I know you—you've uh, um, never worked in an uh, establishment like dad has, but I mean, <laughs> which is good because that's—I mean, there was a lot of going on there. Diverse. Yeah, yeah. How? No, would, but I have a human—I re- have a human service background. Right. So I worked in a shelter for battered women. For, Don't you have a which is incredible. I have a human service. Yes, I have a degree in human services. Right. Minor in psychology. Minor in domestic violence. See, I didn't know that. That's incredible. Self-planned. Wow. And I worked in a shelter for a stint. So, boy, that is a tough, tough field to be in. It it was. It it, you can. It's very depressing sometimes, and it takes a lot for someone to get away from that, and takes time. You saw human human beings at their lowest point. Would you say? Well, yeah, you're running. They're on the run, and they're. So much with domestic violence. Would you say that yeah. you kind of have to harden harden your heart to, to 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 these cases almost because you have so many that if you okay, try to personalize question. yourself with them, that you kind of it, it's just too depressing for someone to handle. Well, I think or, it was rough, like and I only did it for about ten months. So I, ever since then, I've been in, I've had many many jobs over the years. They're talking about the ride along. Right along with the police. Oh, I did. I, I'm at an internship at UW Oshkosh, one of which was at the shelter, but it was also I also did a ride along with the police. Was that it was a DV uh, case or was it a? No, um, it wasn't. No, I just okay. rode with him. It could have turned wow. into that, but he said he showed me how to use the gun between the seats in case okay. I needed it. But if anything ever happened, <laughs> like a real gun, the, a real gun. So they really showed these people. Well, like... They showed me because they, in just in case. Um, we no, when nothing like that happened. Right, but they're right, the most dangerous situations to go into. I right. think everybody knows that. You see a movie or you. No, everybody takes it for yeah. granted that everybody knows that they don't. Well, every, it, it's the most dangerous situation police officers can go to. You know, because it's like, the most volatile. It. Okay, yeah. what about like a bank robbery? Um. You know, well, you... I think there's a lot more control over. I think okay. there's higher emotions. In domestic cases than there are in any because right. there's so much emotion there. That's true. So I think, yeah, bank robbery, you can be trained for bank robbery. Yeah, because in a bank robbery, you know what you're going into. Sure. Kind true. of I suppose. I suppose. And, and uh, the thing about it, I just saw a video actually of about uh, a domestic dispute where the office, two officers got shot. Uh, uh, oh, wow. uh, the guy came back and the officers were in the living room. The cop had his back turned to the front door and the guy came in shooting, you know, and this guy was a police officer who was describing on why that's not correct. Police uh, police work, but at the same time, it is very scary to go into something unknowing of what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. Know, but right, because you start off, it could start off calm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting along. Right. And they, first of all, the police wouldn't be there if everybody was happy. Right. Right. And, but see, sometimes, but, uh-huh. the, you know, the, that person could be like, oh no, I gotta go, I know I'm gonna go to jail. Right. So then it gets crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And just that, and one's, Slip of the tongue. That's true, and that's a, that's a, that's 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 incredible because I, I I'm I'm sure you've seen a lot of people like I said earlier at a lot of low points in their lives, but I'm sure there was a lot of good 
that you have taken from that in a sense that you were able to kind of learn? That was a learning experience in that sense. I was so young, though. I was fresh out of college. What did you say, 24? So I wasn't married yet. 24. Didn't have kids. So uh-huh. I couldn't necessarily relate okay. to that. But it was still, I took people to get, I even took a, a man for a restraining order. A lot of people don't think wow. men can be abused. Right, right. But he right. was being abused. And, and for him to come out incredible. and say that yeah. and need the help was, was pretty that, incredible. You 80? just don't think of, the that 80s. was back right. in the. Uh, like 40% of domestic Late, violence cases are men, though. So, I don't know the statistics. Well, see now the late eighties, uh, even yeah, the eighties, early. Hear about a lot less. The early like um, 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 late century, you know, uh, you, people weren't open to talk about. You know, this is why mental health for men is important because men go through stuff too, and 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 it's and, and it's it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to express yourself. It's okay to cry. You it's know, okay like to this say is the biggest part about it. Exactly, and that's just it. So I think that's important that you brought that up. Um, you know, there's a lot of things and, you know, uh, go, going to play with that. But at the same time, uh, we don't negate that bad things happen to everybody. But, you know, we kind of want to make sure that we are addressing these as, you know, directed for black men. Black men go through a lot of different things as their own, you know, on their own time. And, you know, they try to, you know, cover it with different, you know, um, uh, jo- you know, black men are very good at joking about their feelings and joking about certain things and, you know, covering feelings like that. But, you know, we want to make sure that we're getting into that. But, you know, thank you all for both being on here. Uh, we're absolutely excited for this because this is a, a start of the second season. And congratulations. Um, and, congratulations. Right. Thank you. And we have somebody from France. Whoever you are from France, man. Bonjour. That, bonjour. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Wee oui, wee. Oui, you know, thank you. Hey, I'll just, you know, it's incredible to have somebody. This is worldwide now. This is important. I don't know anybody personally in France, and we had our first review, second review now, actually, we just found out oh, yeah. uh, that we have gotten, and thank you, yeah. shout out to you, man, I definitely want to have that beer with you, whoever you are, but we can absolutely ha- sit down and talk, man, you know, like old friends, seriously, but uh, it's incredible the love that we, we have gotten. We do that. Seriously, incredible the love we've gotten from this, man, and this is a really beautiful thing, because this is coming from a good place, and this is why I want to go back to that Derek Jackson comment about the genuine, you know, aspect of this. I'm not an altruistic person, so... There is no way, shape, or form that I can say that I'm putting something into this and not expecting to get anything out of it because I am. I'm expecting to get out of making our community better. That's it. That's what it is. Boom. So for, for me and Bryce here, we are trying, we are doing this, taking time out of our lives and our days to make sure that we are doing our part to help this community, to help this world eventually. I mean, it's, it's gone worldwide now. So we're, <laughs> I mean, we're essentially trying to do that. In that help sense. something. We're going to help right. something. Help yeah. something. So that makes us feel better. That makes me feel better. I want, I want to speak for Bryce, but I mean, you know, it's just, it's just that oh, effect, yeah, feel better too. you know, and it's a good thing too. You know, we're, we're, Absolutely. we're putting good into the world and we're wanting good back. And so I think that's what everybody should do. So shout out to everybody that's been positive about this, that like, you know, this has really been an incredible journey. We want to start with um, talking to our parents about how it was growing up in the mid-century with mental health awareness or maybe the lack of mental health awareness in a sense because of how important it is for us to establish the base of what our parents have gone through. I'm sure what your parents have gone through or if you're listening, you know, you've gone through or, you know, your grandparents, you know what I mean? Like in a sense, so we can grasp how much different it is today than it has been in the past. Um, so, Mom, I'm just going to ask you a straight-up question. Is mental health awareness something you openly discussed, or mental health at all something that you openly discussed as 
a young adult to, you know, a, a teen to a young adult or to, you know, you're an adult years. I remember being a kid and being open and having conversations with my parents. And you were talking earlier about men not wanting to cry or mm-hmm. that's a sign of weakness. I have a dad that to this day will cry. Yeah. So that was never an issue for me. Shout out to I Grandpa s- Lee Blado, Lee Blado, by the way. Oh boy. <laughs> he had no problem crying. He still doesn't to this day. So that was never. I never saw that as a weakness in a man because I don't see my dad as weak. Right. But he was so willing to cry. Right. He probably cried more than my mom. Come to think of it. And that's good. I think it's it. it we 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 grew up, and especially I think I'm speaking for my. my that's interesting. I don't think we, I've ever seen Grandpa cry actually. I've never seen him. I've seen him cry once. I've seen him cry once. But I mean, oh. I, we we kind of men grow up with the idea that if you give off any kind of weakness, that you are feminine, that you are weak, that you are you know, and 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 that's not that's not the standard. That's it's not strength. right. It's strength, exactly what my mom just said. It's strength. It's it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable. It's allowing yourself to be um, 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 emotional. It's allowing yourself to be a human being. So How about it's, allow it's yourself to have the emotion that you're feeling and and let it go there and, it is. and whatever. In a, in a constructive way, why not let yourself cry? Yeah, get a little angry. Maybe you can get angry. Whatever it takes. But my dad, I was never embarrassed. If my dad cried, he's very emotional. Right. In the black community, it's really hard to 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 be openly emotional about what you're going through because then you get made fun of. And I had been made fun of in the past. You know, high school. You know, people rib and you know they pick fun and you know. Re- Ribbing, in a sense, helped me kind of grow as a person, too, because it kind of, you know, calluses you in a way. But I don't think it's beneficial for a lot of people for, you know, the same reasons. But I think it's good, you know, to kind of go through a little bit of that. But then, you know, getting made fun of all the time is, you know. I can't imagine <laughs> you being bullied, though. No, it's I, I wasn't bullied, but it was more of a rib session. So, like, a rib session, people make fun of each other. And then I, de- I developed how to rib from being in rib sessions. So, that was it. But in the black community, you really kind of have to be really hard. You have to be. It was a disconnect with um, when it comes to emotion. You know, there is emotion that we showed in the, for the most part, it was laughing. Yes. And they use laughter to get over pain. Mm -hmm. And a lot of laughter. later. Yeah. And what it was with us. See, I'm a little older than she. And my parents never really showed any emotion as far as when it came to mental health. If there was a weakness or a disconnect with uh, somebody, only thing we did, we cried at funerals in church. But as far as when at home, no, you, you got to man up. Right. You, you better man up. Don't be acting like that around here, man. Don't right. be bringing, you know, and then you're talking about somebody being, talking about being um, crazy. Right. That they used the word, and that was the word they used back then. Mm-hmm. They said yeah. that he was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, but they use that for a lot of things. Right. They used it for, you know, uh, doing well in like a sport or something. Right. And he was just crazy oh, good. Oh, that cat's crazy good. Right. Yeah. 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 Or, or, or uh, when they sacked the quarterback, they said, oh, he he's a nut job anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but when they you said know? about mental health, like, you know, in terms of like Bobby Brown, when he had his developed his addiction to cocaine, you know, right. they called him crazy. Right. You know, they, they called that addiction crazy. But my parents never... Never did uh, that with us. We, when we, they even talked about addictions. That wasn't even a word in my parents' home. Right. That wasn't a word. You know, you you get caught doing something you got to like drinking. Right. You know, right. that was that was the worst thing you could do. Right. And you get caught drinking. Yeah. Oh, you! Oh man, you in a world of trouble. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that was the first thing I wanted to do. I'm like, yeah, man. Nah, yeah, bro, no. Right. I'm going to give me some whiskey on <laughs> And so my dad used to have these card parties. And it was certain people that just weren't allowed yeah. at our house. Because they did have mental health issues. So what, the, the, the house on 16th the Capitol? On 17th the Capitol. He had, wow. uh, see, that was up the street from America Motors. You said, you said card parties. Yeah, dad, dad poker parties. Okay. He played okay. poker. On Friday nights, you know, they get paid. Yeah. A lot of guys, they would come down the street because dad lived down the street from America Motors. That's going on. So, you know, um, and they would go all night. And when dad wasn't doing so well, he'd sit back and he'd come and get me and say, you bartend for a little while. And then he'd chill for a minute, and then he'd get right back in there until somebody, and people's money was gone. And how old were you when you, when you were doing that? By I way? was like 12. Man. Okay. I was like 12, <laughs> 13. Uh-huh. You know, and I was bartending, uh-huh. and what he'd do, he would say, pour this pour this um, uh, J&B into this Crown Royal bottle. <laughs> you, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see why he did it, See, though. I'm laughing, I see but why man, he did it. That's, that's an incredible situation for a 12-year-old yeah. to put in, honestly. Yeah. It, it was. Start being a bartender now. Right, but but on the uh, hindsight was, is that it taught me a really good lesson, yeah. is that there are all kinds of people, man, and your parents' job is to shelter you, is to shelter you. Right. You know, you do need to be sheltered from something so you can be honest about some things. But mental health was that was a discussion that was just as far from us as the moon is from us. Right. 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 We would never discuss. They never discussed it. And you know, what's really, really beautiful about what you both said. And in, in that question is the fact that you had said, you know, that you didn't really speak about it, but you had grew up around a man that was openly and willing to cry and to express his feelings. And, you know, you you. It was a complete opposite for you in complete a sense that it was just, it's completely complete. just, just, just turned off. Different. So I think that was what I wanted to make sure that we established is the fact that it wasn't something that was openly discussed like it is nowadays, especially right. because, and I think it's more especially, and I want to make sure this is very clear in the black community, this is something we need to do and we need to work on still to this day. So I, you know, even coming from our, our parents' mouths, you know, this is something that, you know, this is becoming new for us and becoming new for everybody in the world. So let's all work on that together. But then, um, Bryce, did you have a question about what mom and dad just said? Because I feel like you did have one question about. Uh, no, no. Uh, okay. No. So, okay. Did, uh, okay. This is a question that, uh, this is kind of go a lot of different ways. Uh, um, do you, um, take into consideration the world changing around you and how it affects your mental health growing from where you were to not speaking about it to now, how is that affecting your mental health in a way like, you know, mom, I'll start with you. Like, how is that affecting you now? Seeing, having gone from zero, like, I mean, not from nothing to something now about well, mental health awareness and how well, it is I think discussed. I, I, it was never not accepted right. in my home, but I don't think it was talked about either. I think my parents showed a lot of love right. and care and I don't think their parents, t- well, both they both came from larger families. Oh, yeah. And yeah. my mom's at the tail end of seven. She's the youngest. Second the young- to the youngest. Second to the youngest, yes. And yes. my dad was second to youngest of four, if I'm not mistaken. So they didn't have, parents back then didn't have a whole lot of time right. to be touchy-feely. Yeah. We just got to get, we got to put food on the table. Right. We got we to gotta do what we got to do to... 
to get by. We don't have time to have conversations with our kids yeah. about, oh, how are you feeling, yeah, Junior? Yeah. <laughs> right. How's it going today? Yeah. Did someone pick on you at school? Nobody did any yeah. of that back then. Um, well, so, still, people don't really do that. I mean, more, going, more people. Are I would say, I would say it's more prevalent. But right, but, I mean, like, you're absolutely right. You think what? I think that not as many people do that today as you maybe think. Like, not or have a, conversations about bullying. About, yeah. Well, there's a lot more. There's a lot more opportunity for mm-hmm. bullying now. With Online computers will, yeah. and internet, my mm-hmm. goodness, there's a lot of people just watching to pounce on people. Right. It's so easy to attack people these but days. But they really right. actually want to catch the bullies these days. Yeah, when yeah, I was back then, when I was growing up, they wasn't trying to catch the bullies. They was trying to run from them. At this point, <laughs> right. no, right. I, I was in I was in middle school probably now. What's that? Is that Bruce or uh, was it North? North. I was at North like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that, man? How long ago was that? That was eight uh, years. No, 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 that was longer. Ten years. Ten years. Over ten years. Like, what, no, more like almost. Okay, over ten years. That's man, you got that all, man. Come which, on, now. No, like, crazy just, to say. I'm twenty three. Right, right. right, right. <laughs> but that's crazy. Okay, so, uh, so like over ten years ago, even, um, all this anti-bullying campaign uh, started just to really become popular. Mm-hmm. Like, stop the cyberbullying. Stop the bullying. Like, I, I didn't see as much at Wisco. Um, I don't, you know, it's, yeah, it's you know right. how that goes, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, at least at North, I mean, that stuff was everywhere. So I can mm-hmm. only imagine how much they've even expanded upon that. Right. This, this anti-bullying culture is, I mean, counter-bullying, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how effective it is in kids because kids are just, that kids will be kids. Kids are kids. Yeah, like, and true. they're sometimes can be absolute losers <laughs> because I mean, of just what they've seen and what they've experienced, yep. um, which kind of goes back to what we're saying about um, back when you guys were young. How how did that kind of bolt? Like, did you guys get bullied? Oh or, yeah. Were people? What did? Oh yeah. How did you respond? Yeah. How did you deal with that? Well, see, because I was the youngest of four, I had two older brothers and an older mm-hmm. sister. And uh, when I was in grade school, we even I was like, you know, my um, behind my siblings so far that. They knew who my family was. Mm-hmm. And if you mess with this dude, you're going to see one of them. <laughs> right. And you're going to see him sooner than you think. Right. And most of the time, it would be my sister. A lot of things talking about me <laughs> thought it was my brother. All right, hey, Sharon. My, <laughs> Shout out to right, hey, Sharon. <laughs> my sister, All man, right. she would be like, IT. Hey, <laughs> I, believe, I, know, I believe it, too, honestly. <laughs> I do. I do. I absolutely do. believe it. Man, yeah. <laughs> Yo and Sharon, and uh, they didn't even All have right. to, we. They didn't even get to the next level. They couldn't make past level one. You don't want to see level two. Yeah, that's why he's still two. so skinny. That's why he's, he didn't have thrown out at all. Right, but it was like man. So that part I didn't have to deal with as much um, until actually I got um, later in high school. Later. And then it was just like a little bit, you know, but it was different guys, be the jealousy or whatever. Right. You know, but nothing really. I never had to deal really deal with bullying like they do now. Right. So so seeing that, how you grew up around and what you grew up with, I'm sure you saw like like a lot of people do mm-hmm. get bullied. Mm-hmm. How, how, how does that change affect kind of what you how you see the world and how the perspective on the world? Is it better or is it like, you know, is it balanced now? Or how, what do you think? I don't think it is better. Okay. I mean, I believe what happens is it just metamorphs from this to this because now you have people in 
high places. <laughs> right. And, you know, officials. Right. And they take their problems out on the world and they use their strengths. And they take it out on the uh, world. Right? So I kind of have brought up in the past of cops being bullied in school and then becoming police officers when they're older. And that's not to say that that's why cops become cops. But that's right. kind of the, the, the stigma that has been brought up around police officers that they used big to be bullies, bullies. So now they want to become the bully. Yeah, now they're big bullies. That's a, a lot of it, and I will not sit here and say that. that's not what I want to say. But at the same time, we have to take into consideration how that has affected people in the black community, the white community, the Hispanic community, the the the, the Asian community. How different types of bullies grow up to be the opposite of what they were, you know, or the bullied become the opposite of what they were when they're older. With power comes great responsibility, right? We've heard that yes. in a lot of movies, yes. so yes. you know it, it's 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 lost, and it's 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 not lost on you know a lot of the, the 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 police officers that they do have a lot of power, but with great power comes great responsibility. So they are saying we now control this narrative of what we can do. So we will do what we can to control the mar- narrative. So well, see, I know a lot of black police officers, man, and they are great people, right? They right. are. You have family members, yeah, right? You have. You have several family mm-hmm. members that are uh, police officers right now. Right. And, I mean, shout out to them, man, because yep. it's a hard, yes. hard job. Mm-hmm. It's a tough job. Tim Filter is sure. actually a uh, detective in Waukesha. Tim Filter yes. is yes. a detective yes. in Who's Waukesha. Who's that other yeah. young man that they he, grew up with? And, oh, Eric. And, Eric. Eric Rummel. Eric Rummel is, yeah. a, is a Milwaukee cop. Yeah. And also uh, a buddy of mine I went to school with, who I'm not friends with on Facebook anymore, um, is a, is a cop. And I've grew up with these people and I've saw how they were when they were younger and they were good people. Right. I will never say anything ill about a police officer that I do not, you know, necessarily know. But at the same time, we have to make sure that we're taking the perspective of the, the brutalized. Yeah, man, I'm biased. Honestly, if I'm you know, looking at a cop and I don't know them personally, right. I'm automatically walking the other way, doing anything to get out of line of sight yes i, I don't right. like it's, it's to that point let me say something actually real quick uh and then we're gonna uh go on to the next uh part of the segment um i saw two cops pulled up outside of a gas station that i went into the other day and immediately my heart started racing and i and i walked 7-11? in there 7-eleven and i walked in there oh, and they were speaking to the cashier about how his day was going and i felt horrible on my end for feeling the way that i did walking into that situation but at the same time, how you do have to. people that have stereotyped people about their race feel afterwards on stereotyping them and them not doing what they thought they were going to do in a sense like that? You know what I mean? And exactly. I think that's exactly. like what I, I, I think about, about this. Um, when I lived in Germantown, um, I had to I had neighbors that would cross over to the other side of the street because I was walking my dog and looking how I looked and now finding out that they were calling the cops on me because they thought I was a stranger. Oh, man, I can tell you how they and, feel, man. And that feels horrible. And I wonder how they feel, honestly. Did I, I they know how bad? they feel, man. No, you know, absolutely like, not. Because if they did feel bad, they wouldn't have done it in the first place, true, right? right. That, that's, that's like insinuated, like, okay, so that, they even, have a, that they have oh. a feeling like, oh, now I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so not only not if, feeling bad, but calling the cops is making that an extra step to not... To or play, or even you know once I mean? they did call the cops and nothing happened, you know what I mean? Like th- that's going off the basis that they're good people or like True. or like have like good intentions. If you're a racist, right? Just right. you know what I'm saying? Just because 
the one black guy held the door for you, you're not going to stop being a racist. Right. And I was thinking about that today. There's an old lady uh, walking out of the store. Uh, she had like a cane, a bunch of groceries. I'm like, well, I could help this lady right now, and that would that would be like, but I'm, I'm at work, the obviously. Nice thing that would be the nice, nice thing to do. But at the end of the day, she could be racist, and she yeah. could be, <laughs> she, she could be thinking she could call the cops. <laughs> but how awful to have to walk around feeling like that as a young black man, just because I don't know, I don't know what it's like to walk around in black skin. But I have a friend who explains things to me so so well. Happens to be black. And I invited her to come to our church to That's have awesome. this discussion, and, awesome. and it hasn't happened yet because people aren't open enough yeah. to it. There needs to be more discussions, right. conversation, more just conversation and openness to having conversations and say, "How do you feel in your right. skin?" Absolutely. Well, and how because you- it's church, though, you know, you think that people want to be open to that, but who in their who in can say they want to face or deal with the evil that lurks within you. Who wants to really deal with that? A lot of people just don't want to deal with it. But everybody right. needs to. Right. They, everybody they needs, needs to. to. But they right. don't want to. Yeah, that's right. a, that's a, another making an assumption that people actually give a shit about this. <laughs> right. And and a lot of times... Uh, it's simply because it's church. And the thing is, you've, you've, you you kind of you, you told me a story in the past of people asking if you were babysitting. You know, like, you know... Well, my mom had a... Con- and, okay, my mom brought this up to me on the on the phone the other day she's like do you remember and i couldn't i did not remember this my mom said to me do you remember when we were in the grocery store with tyree and a a woman walked up to you and said how long have you had him um and i turned i said to her since he was born (laughs) like Like she assumed because you were dark-skinned and african-american that you weren't mine so you got stereotyped you know what I mean? In that well, that's actually crazy. You're adopted. Right. Right. My mom remembered that. I didn't recall An that. Incredible story, actually. Said, said, so, how long have you had him? <laughs> right. Since I gave birth. <laughs> <laughs> how crazy. I how wonderful, but crazy she was concept. Old, she was from old, I shouldn't say every old person is like that. <laughs> right, but, no, but it was a okay, different time. Okay, but this time. was back now. Yeah. There have older, been mixed kids around for longer right. than you guys. Well, say, well, but older, right. older, it's more common now. Older white folks are not, especially older. from rural areas. Yeah, I would raise you to say that there's people living in Wisconsin that have seen fewer than ten black people in their whole I'd entire say some, life. Not at all, actually. Even. Um, whole in entire school, life. In my yeah. high school, there was one. Well, I just looked in the yearbook and I just found there was another black female right. that I didn't even know about. She was a year ahead of me. Right, One this, black guy in my high school, my entire four years. That, and this is a suburb, thirty minutes outside of, yeah, you know, Milwaukee, maybe. And, so I didn't grow up with black. But that was right. Right. how actually, long ago yeah. was that though? That was a long time ago. I graduated yeah. in nineteen eighty three. Grafton's actually a lot more black. It is. It, it is, is much more black. <laughs> it's not, really funny. It's good thing. to see. But it's honestly, it's just really and it's, incredible. And it's and it's beautiful to see the change, but it's it's just sad to see how long it's taken. So, but you talk about then you again you got to look at this state opposed to every other state. They say. Wisconsin is one of the most segregated Milwaukee. states. Yeah, Milwaukee. Oh, well, Milwaukee for sure, but Wisconsin, yeah. you know, you go north yeah. of Green Bay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I know we got a cabin up there, I, mm-hmm. the uh, Spooner, you yeah, know, Spooner. but it's just, you know, you, you you tend not to see anybody like you the further north you go on Wisconsin. Until I went to college. Spooner, Until I got, went to college. Right, right. Well, it's incredible. Well, Terry Spooner, you, back in the day, was a, um, it was a train, it was a train stop. Okay. So black right. people were there more 
just as much as they were like that. And that's right on the uh, north side of, of, of Wisconsin. And it's just incredible, mm-hmm. honestly. It really is mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Well, Washburn coming. Washburn. Right, so we're going to go into the next part. Yeah. What time do you start? So with? we had um, uh, um, uh, rough my senior year of high school, which alluded to my start of my journey of realizing what mental health awareness is and what it can do if left unchecked. Um, so I, you know, my, my dad, you know, brought up earlier. I, I've talked about this, you know, in the previous season. Um, I had broken my leg in the football game of my last football game in my senior year of high school. And I developed compartment syndrome, which then led to, uh, now 40 surgeries. You know, I've had since you know, I was two 18. Uh, well, that was 23 and two months. Um, you know, but after, you know, the, 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 the prolonged, um, the amount of pain that I was in, the, 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 the lack of movement that I had in my foot. I mean, my leg is no longer the same. I mean, that's traumatic enough. Right. And that is in itself traumatic because I was at that time, I was the most athletic person that I knew in a sense that I could do everything when it came to physicality. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, going from that to not from, from, from going to that to going to literally nothing for months, is traumatic, especially on an eighteen-year-old child. Like you know, you're still a child. School. Exactly, you're still in high school. You're still going through that. And I, you know, did not deal with. Uh, I don't even call it change because that will be minimizing what I had was going through. Um, it was it was a life, a life literally literally life altering experience, which was um, you know I mean I I could say it was partly my fault for being a, a football player, but. You know, it, 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 it things happen all to right. people all the time, but this was essentially on the hospital. This was on the hospital. The lack of, uh, you know, we won the court case because of that. This is it was a medical malpractice. So, um, this was um, um, the lack of care and black people in hospitals goes back a long ways. I wish we had a lot of time to talk about that today, but we do not. But we can get into that on a later episode. Um, the 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 lack of care that I had at, and I'm gonna say it. Beaver Dam Community Memorial was atrocious. They blamed my father for being a father. They blamed my family for being too caring. They blamed everybody but themselves. And it was really hard to sit in court and hear all of that and to hear how they were not taking any accountability for what they had done. So um, growing up through that and trying to grow up through that, it, it taught me a lot uh, for the good and for the bad. You know, I, 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 I learned how to be mature as a young child very early. I think it was just... You know, something you had to do. You had no choice. Thank God for my father retiring, like he said when he did, because I would not have been able to make all those appointments and checkups had he not been there. Because somebody still had to work. And thank my mom for doing what she did. You know, and thank you both, honestly, seriously. I know I don't, I don't want to make y'all cry because I would like to, but at the same time, it's okay. But um, I just want to establish that that's kind of where we're going with this. An 18-year-old child going through traumatic experiences. And being suicidal and how that affects, you know, a family, you know, uh, uh, you know, the family, you know, how does that affect you guys? You know, how did in that moment and how did how did how did you how did you deal with that? How was that was traumatic for you as well? Like, well, how did we, you your dad and I were divorced at that time? Yeah. OK, right. Right. <laughs> we were divorced. Yeah. And, and thankfully, he came by and 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 actually called the police. I would have probably had the guts to do it yeah. when the police questioned you and said, do you feel like harming yourself or others? 
And I think you answered. I did. They, they, you were back in the room. They didn't let us come in there. You said, uh, obviously, self-harm. Right. So that's when they said, okay, we got to take him. Right. So thank God. I was angry with your dad in, in some regard. I mean, I was too, but it was the best but thing. It was the best was. thing at the time because I sure didn't know how to deal with it. Right. I wouldn't See, know what. Right. The thing was, even before that, she, she got to the end part. That was the end result. Let's go back to before that even happened. There was so much more going on. Right. It okay. was stuff that started okay. from the hospital. Yeah. And I'm talking about from back up north to you can, you can talk to, to Freighter. And then we Freighter actually they did a really good job in rescuing uh, the leg, right? Yes, but but they tried. I mean, they did everything they could. Right? No, no, they were actually rescued the leg because where they was at before, they were talking about cutting it off. Yeah, right. Well, right, they didn't right, talk right. that fast. Yes, they did. Well, they talked immediately. We have the such very next day. They said within and, an hour. Had yeah. I not got there within an hour, which was right. hard to hear, but I mean, it was right. good to know. I guess. But even with that, it was so much more going on um, emotionally with Tyree that. People weren't recognizing. I was I was looking at the signs. See, there were signs where he was the disconnect. He wasn't even there. He was. People were talking to him. People were like the the one doctor came to me when we were at Freighter. He was like, "Well, man, he's so lethargic. He wasn't lethargic. Hell, he was up all night. He no, he was yeah. up all night. People talking to him and stuff. I said, "Well, you got people coming in and out all the time. Yeah. And then even me, when I would see somebody coming in there, I want to come in and see what's going on." There was a lot of people that were coming. He to the had hospital, traffic, you honestly. Had traffic. And somebody had said, "Who who did they say that to? Is, is, like, is there a celebrity in this room or something like that?" That's who what did, they said. Who did they say? That? <laughs> they, they said to you. That's what they, they said. They said, who, "Who's in this room?" And they right. had to just come see. Well, you did, and you, it was just you, Wisco you, people. You, you, you did have a Donald Driver calling, and I forgot you, about that. You did have people yeah, calling. That's right. You know, saying, "You know, how's the kid doing?" Because it was on TV. That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you had Double D calling. And a few other people called. Man, right. I totally forgot about. I him. forgot about right. Oh, forgot yeah. about Donald yeah, Driver Donald calling. Call. Man. And I was, I was like, I yeah, missed the call, and it was just a yeah. voicemail. But still, right. like right. that was but really they cool. Like, so they was, cool. they were like, well, he's somebody. Right. And so these people that they want to see, right. they want to see Tyree. But you had doctors and even that that were just like, you know, they were there and they were doing above and beyond. But it was like still with all this attention. It wasn't what he needed. Exactly. It was not. You're right. Because Tyree was completely disconnected, depressed, because you have absolutely no, you can't do what you were doing before. And then you go from not taking any opioids at all to taking, taking many. A morphine pump. Many. Overnight. I mean, that, many. the, the effects And the one that doctor has, told me, he says, Mr. Roberts, it's not that we overload him. It's just the fact that we want to get in front of the pain right. that we know he's going to have. And, and I'm like, yeah, but hey, man, you know, he's a kid. Yeah. Man. Yes. He's, right. you, know, you, you, you pump that much morphine into anybody, a grown adult. You pump that much morphine in, in, into an NFL player. Like Brett Favre said, he wanted to kill himself. So, I mean, there was a lot. Like you said, it goes, this goes back. And then, then it was all of the leading up to the, um, the 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 letter from the Marines, I think, is what really, really kind of just just took it all away. When they came me. to the hospital and, uniform, yeah. I knew that then and it was like it was just really traumatic. Because I enlisted in the, in the Marines, I was in the delayed entry program. I wanted to be a Marine, 
And then I wanted to play football after that. You know, I had every, you know, kind of a line idea of what I wanted to do with my life. And then to just kind of have that just swept from under me, you know. Crash and burn. Right. And it's just, you know, you, you, you don't get to choose what you want to do in life. You, 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 you go with what you can. You live in the moment. And that's kind of what the best part about this entire experience for me. I have learned. Um, yes, I do have bad days where I do think about the past a lot. And it's unfortunate because I still have the past in my left leg, my left lower leg. It's very unfortunate, but at the same time, I do my best to live in the moment. Had it not been for my parents, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Um, you know, for them, for their strength, for their, 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 their care, for their love, you know, like it's just incredible for what they have done for me, you know, and for Bryce, because I'm, I know this is traumatic for him too. You know, this was just a family, uh, uh, uh event that was just happened to be very traumatic. <coughs> so, I mean, Bryce, how did that affect you, man, growing up and seeing that? Like, um, so I'm not going to sit here and call myself Superman, but seeing Superman fall, you know what I mean? Oh, like, man, you were to me back right. in the day. Um, I lived I lived basically uh, my life to kind of catch you, like, uh, right. you know, on sports or whatever it was. You know what I mean? A lot of friends or whatever. Um, but, yeah, man, it was tough. It's almost unbelievable. It was unreal at first um, once I saw you go down on the field. Man. It's like watching uh, TV, right? Right. It's like right. there's no, there's no way that's my brother. You know, he's he's not moving. That that's that was nuts. But um, I mean, for me, I I suppose once you're so young, mm-hmm. uh, you're able to kind of forget. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, like I I've out of those what how how many two two and a half months yeah. that we were in a hospital, probably could recall count back. I really hope you ten don't ten different experiences, give or take. Uh, the whole time, I really, it's pretty much a blur. You were only eleven. Uh, me, Larry. You were only eleven. It was me, Larry, um, and somebody else sitting in the room with you. We were playing Call of Duty, World at War, actually. And I asked you, I and I, I'm, I and I never apologize for asking this. I said, Bryce, you got to carry the torch now, man. This is on you. You got to keep going, like you know, like you got to make up for what I couldn't. And I feel so bad for asking you to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, man, I, I shouldn't have put. I, that, I probably that sub. I know. I probably subconsciously. I probably subconsciously. Uh, you know, did. Uh, remember that because and, and I tried. I, I always yeah, you tried. Did. Yes, you did. I always yes, tried did. to. So and, and yeah. you know what? And What's even amazing is that you gave him something at that point that he did. It was like watching, right. watching a uh, what you call that race? The uh, oh, the great, uh, uh, great race. Um, when the uh, oh, the all oh, the, oh, the relays. The, yeah, baton. The and, baton. And, and the baton was passed then. Right. Back then. Right. Because Bryce did great. In <laughs> he went to stay how many times? You got to make sure you say this. Three times. And and it was just incredible the fact that you were just not only stepping up to the you 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 passed the plate, man. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel bad that I even had asked that of you. No, but, no, that's. I mean, I, you know what I mean. I feel like that's uh, you should. You know what I mean? Like I that's uh, if anything, um, kind of some motivation for me. Kind of if I don't, you know, at that point, then. I mean, I guess that's the thing. I don't want to. I guess, no, I get like, I, I guess, but uh, that's all. I, that's fuel, all. I, that's all I ever wanted. But though, it was right. fuel because it, right. the football team that you played when you broke your broke your leg. Yeah, Reesburg. These guys played them again, <laughs> and then they went to state. Right. Rice team went right. beat them, and they went on to state. I was like, yeah, <laughs> we we beat. <laughs> we closer. I think right. we beat them right. by like the same score. 
that you guys actually got beat by. It's it, it's literally like Avengers Endgame, it, and then bro, it, it goes into it's it's, <laughs> it's literally almost like I mean, you guys can look this up. You go back and look at the sectional final or the yeah, it'd be sectional it be finals. Sectional. Yep, yeah. Uh, back in what was that? 2000, 2000, it was 2008. 2008. Yeah, two thousand eight. And then you go look at the twenty fourteen yep. uh, sectional finals uh, for Division Three football, Incredible, Wisconsin. Man. Uh, same two teams, yeah. two different scores, but I'm pretty, I'm almost certain <laughs> the they're like score. exactly flip flop. I think it was a, it I was mean, a you point could, off. I think it was a point. I, off. You can't even write that stuff like no. in, in yeah. a book. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? That, that's incredible how, how it's all t- tied <laughs> up and turned around. Right. It really um, is. But, uh, this is about this. We're going to keep this, you know, the, the mental health side of things here. Um, yeah. like I, but like I was saying back when I was, Eleven or however old that was, it. Um, and you still I think going I actually through had my. With me. You're still going through it to this day with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but I mean, I, I feel like um, I'm the last person that uh, developed any serious trauma from it. If anything, because mm-hmm. um, he he was he was at school when when the cops were there, right? He was at. Right, uh, already at school. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, I don't. I don't even. Like I, said, I don't. I don't even. Really, I didn't even know that scenario. That was really the peak like that. of it. Though. Right. It, it was. It, it was the peak of it because from that point. You change, man, and it, it did help the the consumption of the opioids that you even were taking went down. Yeah, with that, all everything happened for a reason, yeah. and it came to a, a head. Yes, it did, because that's what the doctor said was going to happen. And then he, this was a very good guy. He he saw things down the road, but he then he he moved to Texas. Yeah. After this, so, so he moved to Texas. He said I would have PTSD, and that's what I ended up getting diagnosed with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anybody could be develop could develop PTSD based on traumatic events in their life. But at the same yeah. time, you know, with the flashbacks that I was having at the time, with the with the with the shooting pain and the nerve damage yes. that I had, it was just it was so still very real in my mind. And then just having everything just kind of get knocked down, it was very unfortunate. And I just well, I want to make sure that you know we ask you you know both how your you know mental health was through that as well because i'm sure it had to have taken a hit it to is, see your it child what were you that was feeling rough. like mom what uh what did you have any like she did you rough. have like suicidal thoughts or like did, did you Depression. ever ask yourself did you ever ask no yourself way, man. did you ever ask yourself like how how am i gonna do this how, right. how can i keep doing this or it's gotta be or did you just kind of go into this mode where it's just like now this is the situation i'm in and here's what i need to do type thing we That's were each other's question. strength. Yeah. You have to have someone in your life that gives you that. As, as, because I'm not that strong. No. I'm not as strong as my sons. But I realized that the weakness that I am, she is the strength. And when she is weak like that, I come in and I take in and I'm the strength for her. Right. Right. So you got to ground. If you don't have right. something in your life, I don't. I'm not really. Sh- it doesn't always have to be a spouse or. Okay. A, you got to ground right. each other, right? And be right. real. I want. I want to see. I want to see how mom felt. Like wh- I want to see how you felt during this, though. Like what? How did you feel? Sad. Very sad. It was a. It's it's a helpless feeling. It's to see your son go into surgery after surgery. Right. 
it was gut-wrenching. You looked up at me one time when they were wheeling you off, and you're like, why are you crying? I said, because I, you're going again. It wasn't anything that I knew that you didn't know. It's just like, here he goes again. Right. It was almost a daily or every other day surgery, and it was like, you can't help your kid. You're, you feel helpless. It's- I would say things like, I remember one time, Tyree was getting ready to go into surgery, and they were wheeling him out. <laughs> and I said, Tyree, you got to be strong. Be strong, man. And Tyree yeah. looked back at me. He said, Dad, how do you be strong going to the surgery? <laughs> I did. I did. I absolutely I like, did. Uh, <laughs> I was, I, I, and I just looked at like, <laughs> I got nothing, man. Right. And then the thing is, I just, I can't believe how quick it was because of all the, the opioids I was on. But at the same time, I was just, you know, trying uh, to make sure uh, that y'all knew I was okay. Yeah. And because I, I knew that you, you were a, seeing seeing yeah, everything through but my But I also eyes. want you to remember the people who gathered around yeah. and held us up. Yeah. We right. had a strong Wisco yes. was a very supportive yes, it was. family. Okay. Yes it was. There, we had a lot of love. Yeah, we did. And we yes, had a lot was. of faith in God and the family too, remember? Yeah. Family we had so, family. Family. We, we, oh, we, have very, oh, wow. we have a large family. And they just you know on no uncertain terms, man, they don't let you get down on yourself. Yes. They yeah. don't give up. They don't ever give up. I remember everybody that came to visit me when I was in the ICU, and the doctor said I shouldn't have to remember all of that, but I do. And the amount of people that I had even visited me there was insurmountable. I mean, it was just the love that I could feel and see through that, like this, the people that care, like, you know, that's just incredible. I and said, I had to ask someone, I'm like, what is it about, I'm like, why are all you people here all the time? Like, what is right. it about Tyree Roberts? They're just like, it's, it. he's Tyree. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed so, it. Was Sarah, it's, it's I remember Sarah's whore who came in there and she was just hugging Tyree. And I forgot what Vicky was saying. Mom was saying something. And Sarah just looked at mom and said, you stop talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> So it's literally the, the family outside of the family. That's that, that safety that, that, that helps, that, that, yes. that builds you. And, if you don't have yeah. people, some, sometimes people, some people hold you up. And some some families don't have that, or some kids some don't, have that, and, don't have that. And, and, and to deal with that alone or to deal with that with... It's almost impossible. It is. Well, then it hopefully someone is. will see that and it will help. Someone cares about right. you. Exactly. People care yeah. about you like you don't even know. And if nobody cares about you, I care about you. You see what I'm saying? Me and too. people care. People care about human beings. Other at the end of the day, there are human beings that just care about lot, other human and beings. And a lot of people uh, a lot of, I'm not sure this is a podcast for this, but God cares. Yes. Okay, and right. See, yeah. I yeah. I am a very <laughs> I want to be faithful to uh my faith. God cares. And a lot of times, me and my wife are really arguing hard. And she says, who cares? I said, God cares. <laughs> he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. Does he say that? I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling that. I'm calling that one. You calling a bluff? Does he say that? Um, there are times he can really... Uh, yes, there are some times... You're in the moment. You know, you're not hearing okay, nothing. No. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> no, she, no, she said... What she really wants to say is I didn't. I say a lot. I say a lot because mom says, "Who cares?" And you right. have to know. You have but it to depends know. on okay. where I'll we are in the argument. <laughs> right. Uh, right, I'll take your word well, for I it. Well, I sometimes walk out yeah. when she's trying to talk to me about time of grace too. So I, I do. <laughs> you know, every time of grace, we just talking about people we hate. <laughs> Hate anyone. Yeah, right. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think family is the most important thing that it you is. can have. And, you know, to have that support system is unbelievable. 
And just to, 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 to say that I love and adore my parents is very minimal. And to say I love and adore and, and just, just, I, I would never want, you know, and that's why I apologize for saying what I said to you, Bryce. I would never have expected you to fill those shoes, but at the same time, man, you I'm glad went above you did. and beyond. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you did do that, though. Yeah. Above and beyond, man. Because that's all I ever wanted to do. And it's beautiful, dude. It's really so beautiful, man. But um, I'll write a book about that. I'll write a right. book about that. Honestly, man, you know, and it's, it, that's how, that's how incredible this story is. But at the same time, you know, um, you know, this was a very emotional subject because we had never spoken about this, you know, openly like this before, honestly. And it's good to be able to talk. Well, about yeah, have we I ever would. sat down as a family? No. and talked about so. Yeah, this is no, this is going to be uh, like a, a very um, genuine kind of yeah. f- a yes. take at a uh, look at inside of the Roberts family. Yeah. I mean, I was crying. My mom was crying. It was good. That's good though. That's that's very good. We you know, knew we knew good. that this, this subject was going to bring tears. You know, and this is emotional, and this is what it should be: mental health. Um, um, awareness and, and, and speaking about emotional situations and traumatic events that have happened are, are good. So, you know, um, this is a very, very important topic. And, uh, by well, the grace ha- of God, about, I made it through. How about, how about your parents divorcing? You know, and that's, no, that's, that's, that's incredible a, too. That's because a, that's a whole different y'all, y'all were still working as a team, regardless of the divorce. Besides you, you both, you know, you were still working as a team. And that's, that's, that says a lot about right. you and you guys. Right. Are, and, and for the record, you're, they're married again. Yes. Like, they think you're remarried. Yes. What was it? Uh, how, many, how many years ago? How many well, years ago? Well, I think this will be our fourth, second anniversary. But they've been together for 31 years. years. They've yeah. been together for 31 years, y'all. At this point. This is, uh, uh, so, my, my white mother and my black father have been together for 31 years so yes, sir. it can happen it happens it has happened so it does you know it does. Because it's not easy it's not very, easy clearly, no, right. clearly very difficult but no it, i i don't think any relationship is easy look what they I don't, produce, i'm not just man. saying the marital relationship well, the thing is it's a choice and the ch- the choice that you make is do you want to uh pass or do you want to fail right and it's it's okay. it's not even open for debate or discussion do you want to or not? Right. And, and a lot of people say, well, I want to have fun, too. Well, yeah, <laughs> cake you can and have it. fun. Cake and eat it, too. Yeah. Sometimes you, it ain't fun. It's just not fun. Right. Yeah, marriage, is a, marriage is a commitment. It's very it's work. Very yes. Christian of you guys to stay together. and um, It is. I mean, I... But I, had to, I know being a white, <clears throat> I knew that I can't cut him out. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, and, He's there. and that's actually yeah. interesting that you bring that up because that'll lead right into the next part. Actually, the right. next yeah. topic. Right. Seriously, uh, okay. no, I, I got it. I, I just like let's, right. let's go, man. Let's Raising go. black men in this day and age, in this world that we live in. I was born in 1990. Bryce was born in 1997. Um, born in the 90s, though. Regardless, you know, uh, it, it, it definitely was. Uh, very different from when they w- were raised and how they grew up, but being uh, raising black men in America in a time, and I mean, you in a way, you are still raising us. I mean, regardless if you think so or not, you both are still raising us. How was it for you, mom? How 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 was it raising a black man? And then we are absolutely mixed. You know, we're interracial. We are white and black, but the world sees us as black men. How was it raising black men in this world in this modern day? Well, if people had a problem with it, I don't know that they would say it out loud. Mm-hmm. They might have avoided us for that very reason, but I didn't know it. Right. I, I feel like I was naive. If people didn't want us. We had friends. It's crazy enough as it is. We had mm. a couple sets of friends. Oh, wow, yeah. Each 
the the females in the relationship are white and the guys are black. Yeah. So we would always joke and say, we're the zebra friends. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. We, we can joke about it. So and you gotta laugh. I mean, why? Why? Who cares what color your skin is? When you come to realize that everybody wants to love and to be loved. Right. Bottom line, it's so simple. Shout out to the Holmes and the the Griffin family. Rest in peace, Chris Griffin. By the way, again. Uh, But that's so funny. Actually, that's 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 crazy that you bring that up because uh, we grew up around. Yes. Other biracial kids. Yes, we did. And I think that's like that's really, really important yeah. for for mixed kids. Um you know, even though we're oh. doing this segment on, on raising black men in America. But I mean but, for all intents and purposes, people see mixed kids yeah. as black. Yes. Um but yeah, I mean that was awesome. Yeah, uh, Nicole Griffin, yeah. Leah Griffin, um, you know, being around Alexis and and um Acacia um, and uh uh, Lil Dar, I mean, uh, it was just incredible. So many. It was incredible to be around um, other people that look like, other kids that look like you. You know, we, we were around, we were in very diverse schools, right? But to be around people that literally had the same, same skin tone as you is just, un, just unbelievable. So, it's unmatched in, a, in where yeah. it's like a, in a place where... In Milwaukee, I forgot about Shayla. I'm sorry, Shayla. In, in Milwaukee, yeah. that's like almost even unheard of. I guarantee you. Actually, I can almost promise you. At that point in time, you were the only three mixed couples that were spending that much time together. Honestly, like there's there's no way but Milwaukee there, uh, the, yeah, at that no, point. Right. At that he's point, was even right. more segregated yep. um, than it is today. Um, so yeah, uh, well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, I mean, so that, uh, thank <laughs> well, you for we, having friends. We, well, we had friends, and we had all kinds of friends. Right. And the thing about it was, we needed we needed not only to be an example, but to set the, ex- right. the example. Because see, it's a lot of bad examples out there. Right. A lot right. of them. And if you just leave it to the wind, you're gonna the kids will follow what's more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> what looks like is more fun. Right. So we, I see where you're going with we, that. Had That's to, true. we had to do something that kept us grounded. Mm-hmm. And then as you grow, you see, well, you know, people can't tell, like Vicky was saying, that they have a white mother. You can't tell. So mm-hmm. she she kind of felt left out in a lot of ways. Right. In a lot of ways, she felt um, neglected. Right. But she wasn't neglected by you. It's just the society. The way right. society looks at this right. is these are black men. Right, right, right. But when right. in fact these are multicultural men. Exactly. And nobody wants to deal with that. And the different perspectives that we were able to gain from being uh uh as as diverse as we are, we had a white Thanksgiving, we had a black Thanksgiving, we had a white Christmas, a black Christmas. How beautiful is that to be able to grow up in a world like that? I mean that 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 has led me to have the most empathy. That has led me to have the most understanding that I can have as even being for other people and to want the best for other people. So, I mean, I I, I would wish nothing better for somebody. You know what I mean? I just think that's you the best. You can look at it this way, too. You know, you have a multicultural um, family. Right. Now, with that is it could come the drama. Sure. You, and, you know, what do you want out of this? Do you want the... Uh, well-rounded kids, mm-hmm. or you could destroy those kids with your differences. Oh, okay. You can destroy those very yeah. kids that you say you love. That's true. And I'm a Christian, but I don't like black people, right. or I don't right. like white, or I don't like white people. Yeah. 
and yeah. say, you can destroy these kids with that because then they're, they're going to be torn. That's and that's, that's what you don't want. Yeah. And so we, we kind of didn't allow that foolishness, mm-hmm. you know, and the, for uh, so, no uncertain terms, it was even when we were divorced, it wasn't about the um, race thing right. more than it was about the financial. And, a hum- and just a human being thing, right. too. Right, right. Still, you're still human, too. I didn't realize what racism really truly was until I moved to the Falls. And that is of no fault to anybody at all. And that's not no of no fault. I would but say that's a good thing. Either. That's a very good thing because I learned it, what it was at a young age. People don't realize what it is until they're older. But moving to the Falls around people that, you know, have a lighter skin tone than you will lead you to be the bad guy in every situation that culture tends to happen. Shock. And that's it. And it's I think culture coming from Milwaukee, moving to the falls, that was, you know, very, you know, you know, very shocking in that culturally sent the culture, the cultural sense. But, um, I think it was very beneficial for me. Um, Bryce, I don't know if you had that much of a, uh, change in your, your you know, cause you were young when we moved here, right? We, where, uh, you I, think know, I, think was, I think it was eight. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was, what was that, 13, 14? I was thinking 14. Seven, so, maybe I was seven. Seven um, years apart. It was, it was good in the sense that, you know, it was able, I was able to learn and, and, and see what it was at a young age. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's just still, you know, it, it, it's very traumatic to be able to, you know, to go through that at a young age as well. But at the same time, I, you know, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. But, you know, I think there was a, there was a lot of, Different perspectives that I had growing up, you know, being around a lot of biracial, you know, people, you know, um, my entire life, which which was very beneficial for how I handle myself, you know, here in the falls. I think it helped. So I think that, you know, I just, you know, I, 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 I give you both so much credit for being able to do that in this day and age. But that raising, you know, a black man in this in this in this era, how does it differ from how you were raised in, it's, you know, it's it's much different. Because, you know, again, you got to keep it real. Right. And the thing is, um, you can go anywhere in this world. They know you black. Right, right. Now, whereas if you white, you can go anywhere in this world. They wouldn't know if you were French, Asian. Right, uh, right. uh, Oh, well, you could probably tell an Asian. Well, maybe, 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 but you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. Stop the Asian hate mob. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. No, you just have a particular. I know what you mean. No, no, that's a real thing. You know, there are Asians that look like us. Yeah, there is. And, and And the sad part is, you know, people are not looking at the bigger picture here. Uh, these people have something to offer. Yes. They, we all have something to bring to the table and let's start doing that. Right. And this is right. how I, you were raised. The civil rights movement wasn't all black. Right. It was it, not. It, it could not have been all black right. and survive. Exactly. And a lot of people forgot about that. Yeah. You know, just like now with the with Black Lives Matter. Yeah. It yes. can't just uh-huh. be about blacks. Yes. Yes. It's, exactly. It can't be just one thing because the one thing is it is just like anything else. If you single it out, mm-hmm. you can catch it and destroy it. Right. Yeah. And so That's it's not about just one thing. That's a very good point. So um, what happens is if we get so to a point where we have to no, I'm we have to um, keep things real when it comes to raising children right. and not lie about it and yes. not be afraid to tackle 
the subject head on when some you know you asked me about something. I didn't lie. Right. I didn't. I didn't lie to you about it. You were, you were very honest, and uh, I, you know, at the time I was like, man, you're too honest. But you, you, it hurts sometimes. It, it, Bru- it, it, it's called back. being brutally honest. Though. Well, how about looking this? Back. When did you? When did you guys? I just saw this on a show. Yeah. When did you guys realize or know that you're black? Okay, moving to the falls. Personally, that's um, really when it hit sure. you. For sure. You were 16. Yeah. And I think that. So really? I no, realized. I can't. I, I've really. I, wow. I see why you say that. I see why you say that. But it was when we moved to the falls and the were cops so were older. called on the friends I was hanging out with, but the cop came up to me. Mm. And. Uh, well, maybe that's I not. Just, you didn't. That's not when you noticed. Knew you were black. No, I was. And that's, you probably knew your blackness. Or no, what that's black when I knew I was black. Meant. That's okay. when I knew I was black. I would say that mine. That was when I knew I was black for sure, though, because it was it was that that detrimental was, for my yeah. you know kind of like this. Yeah. Wow, this is what racism is. Right, your personal health. Right, this is how the world sees me. Right, that's when I realized this is how the world yep. sees me. Right, that's how I want to okay. say. Now, it. Right. I, would, I would say even uh, when I was at when I was at Salem, easy Salem, okay. predominantly white place. Um, like when you were there, I would say it was far more diverse, yeah, but it even wasn't yeah. even wasn't it that, wasn't too much then. Wasn't very diverse then, but when I was yeah. there, probably was there like I mean there was like what eighty kids in the school, and fifteen of them were black. Yeah, yeah I didn't even realize. Um, just I mean, there's so much. Dang. There was just so many white people, um, and I wasn't white. Yeah. Um, Did for, anything for, happen for you to like? No, nobody Point called the, me like, any, any names picture. or nothing like that. No, no names, but like, a, what, was there a certain circumstance that like you got left out of, or that, or that like, you know what I mean? Like, like or just like, no, man, just looking at myself. You know what okay. I mean? Like, uh, okay. I used to, I used to wish I, I was white so that I could have nice yeah. hair and like, or like, or whatever, <laughs> or like, so I could swish my hair or whatever. But I mean, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I see but what like, you're saying, but, dog. I mean, I'm a little kid, and I, right. and if I'm only hanging out with white people, I'm like, man, yeah. why can I do? My hair, you know what I mean? Okay, now I thought that was a female thing. No, when a I white see, girl like, comes by, they and go like this. No, it's just it's just an example. Whatever, okay, okay. it's just an example. But all I'm saying is, yeah, I can, I definitely was cognitive. Uh, cognizant. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's cognizant. so. It is kind of cognizant. I don't know. I'm I'll edit that part. Out. I'm not cognizant. <laughs> I wasn't cognitive. I don't uh, usually. I don't even know. I was, I, was, I was cognitive. Cognizant. Whatever. Of stop doing that. Of uh, my blackness, just because I could, I could see, okay. I could just physically see that yeah. I wasn't the same, right. and I was, I was for a kid, it's it's hard to like, you don't understand yeah. stuff like that. Right. But um, I mean, now of course I'm very comfortable with who I am. I'm very actually proud to be uh, mixed. I would rather I would I think everybody should be mixed honestly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if everybody like I said I said this before yeah. and I'll say it again. Yeah. If everybody was mixed, this world would be a far Bravo. better place. Bravo. Yes. And it's, and, and it's going to it's slowly shifting its way towards um towards that. And, if the world lasts yeah. long enough, that's how it's going to be. That is how it's going to oh, be. We're all going to have some that's, I hope we're all so. going to be different different shades of brown. Exactly. And I think that's that's, that's how exactly how it's going to be if the, the world, lasts world long started. And that's you know how the world you know essentially is going now right now. We, we talked about in the season uh, uh, yep. one episode ten. We said that, that this is what's going to happen, and everybody's mm-hmm. everybody's mixed with something, some of the kind of nationality, but no, everybody's mixed with a, a different 
skin tone. You Correct. Know? And that's right. just that 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 right. does a lot. That you know, you could be from like you like you said before. You know, people can be from Russia or they could be they're still see, perceived as right. white. Right. But Correct. you know, it's different when you see somebody as a light uh, lighter or darker uh, skin tone than you are. What about um, those weirdos, man? That are they're gonna start to a secret coat go on the ground. They're gonna get super pale because they're not gonna get any sun, <laughs> and, they're, and they're gonna come out just a new generation of neo-Nazi robots. Hey, you know they're that's already happened. Uh, that's actually already <laughs> happened before. What would be sad? What be sad is that could that you know could happen. Yeah, no, that's that, right. uh, sad because that it. could. I mean, that's the, some that's a mega. The, the difference right that there. I had, you know, growing up with you know and around the Griffins and in the home family, you know, being like that, I didn't see myself. As different as Bryce had at the as young of an age, and uh, that was a benefit to you know my parents for keeping me around you know people that look like me, but uh, you know it was very unfortunate that you had to go through that at a young age. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know it made it, it made thing. you in to yeah. who you are now. I think it was exactly. A good thing, yeah. So uh, again, you know I'll never say stop saying thank you both for doing what you've done. But thank you both. Thanks, Mom. You know, seriously, I love, you. I love both. Seriously, of you. and gonna... I love you both more than you could ever know. <laughs> right, more and than I could ever express appropriately. A lot and that you'd let me. Right, <laughs> right. That's it. You know, we're we're, we're birds, right. Mom. We're we're flying like out the nest. You know, away, I know. <laughs> but at the same time, you have given us those tools. Both of you have given us those tools. And I've, like I said in the beginning, uh, I just I never let go. Right, right. And I'm never going to let go. And that's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. that's okay. But that's who I am. And that's I don't the look and that's the best thing that you can be as a parent is to be able to be uh uh to and and as as a child, you know, I wish I was, you know, more receptive in that love. I I know, you know, I I wish I could like literally give you all my love every single day because that's what it is. But you know, I I want to start my own family because of the tools that you have both given me. I want to give that to. Another human being. I want. I want you, you to know. have kids so you know how this feels. Right. Like this. <laughs> That's yeah. what I Wait want. Wait till you have kids. <laughs> and when they say what goes around comes right. around. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely know. right. And I can't wait for it. No, I can't no, wait. I'm blessed. Right. I bless you. Can call home. Right. You know, right. Because you know. We have imaginations, and our imaginations can run wild. It does. Why is he not calling you? Just you, Dad. Just I'm, you. Right, I'm good. I think Dad reaches out to you and says good night more than I ever have. Every yeah, night. you know, and every and, night. And I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. I like, because he does it so much, yeah. I don't. Yeah, you don't have to. You're speaking for both of you. He's well, speaking I'm for both saying, of you. I'm just saying, I don't want... Right. I'm not a smother, I right. <laughs> smother. I don't want to be a smother. Well, I am a smother. I'm okay with it. He's right. a, okay. he's uh, a, a smother. A smother? A smother? No. You know, but no, that's people, good. People like, you know, it, you know, I, I can be both. I can be a smother and I can be a father. Because listen, man, I'm I'm cool with my right. sexuality. Exactly. Exactly. Oh and the thing goodness. is, this, the thing is, this, in the black community, a lot of you know, and we see this a lot in the news. We see this a lot in TV. We see this a lot in media. There are a lot of not present fathers. We have had a very, very, very present father in our lives, and we are very thankful and yes. very grateful for that. And that's just, you know, that goes against the narrative, you know. So it's good to see. That's a whole other topic for a whole. It is. Time. It absolutely. But is. that does affect mental health. Yes. In yes. young black men, it does. It does. If fathers are not involved, mm-hmm. and that's right. why I could I never. Taking that away from you. With a black uh, minister in the Lutheran Senate about why black fathers are not involved. You know, and he was like, well, no, no, we need to get these fathers involved. 
I said, man, you know, you you way off base. Right. These fathers, some of them could be in prison. Right. Some of them could be dead. Yeah. You don't know that, man. You right. just making an assumption. And I'm so surprised that he was so disconnected from his black community. And I wanted Ooh. to talk to him about it. I was like, man, that's actually this is a conversation. Good. It is because they, they that's why they bring up black on black crime. Right. Right, yeah, you yes. know, and we're gonna again. That's, that's a another. Whole other that's another thing too. But right. I just want to say thank you both for being on the podcast. We're gonna head right into the intro, uh, outro. Um, thank you both, and I know I don't have to say thank you, but thank you both. I know it just you know this was emotional roller coaster, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but it's it, it's mental health, you know, and we're yeah. talking about it, and I think it's needed, and I think I hope Completely I really welcome. hope people can gain something from this. Whoever is listening to this can gain something from this, and. See the genuine uh, realness behind this because this is what we are doing. We, me and Bryce are putting our lives out there for people to critique and to to analyze and to just benefit off of. Honestly, I really want y'all to be better because of this. I will never say that I want to be better than another person, but you know, you know, but, but I don't want to say I'm gonna I'm gonna be better than you. I'm gonna be better than myself than I was yesterday. You know right, what I mean? That's right, what I want to right. do in my life. So you know. Thank you all for tuning in again. We're going to do the outro. Uh, Bryce, man, you got anything other you want to say? Yeah, man. So I was skeptical uh, of having my parents on this podcast. Uh, and you, Me and Tyree went back and forth a lot of times about this, right. actually. Uh, I had my doubts about it, but I think it went well. I think uh, it kind of just shows everybody where where we're coming from. Uh, kind of going to help you guys get to know us as as people. A little bit better uh, meeting somebody's parents is very personal. This is the first time that we've ever talked about some of these topics. Yeah, um, seriously. So hopefully that you got something out of it. Hopefully you kind of connected with us and kind of vibe with us on a different level that you haven't before. Right. Uh, this is season one kicking off or season season two season two, season two. Season two kicking off. It just gets crazy April to fools. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to uh, the first episode, you guys. It's, uh, we're gonna try to do like what every every yeah, week, every every, every every week if we can. You know, uh, our schedules and timing kind of doesn't line up a lot of the times, but we're gonna try to do this every single week. You know, so uh, keep in touch with us. I want to say um, shout out to Kevin and Vicky Roberts, mom and dad, mom and dad. But mom, do you got anything you want to say or add? Just I'm happy my sons are in the same room with me. <laughs> <laughs> Been wanting this for so long. If this is what it takes, no, a mom will never be satisfied with the time that her sons give to her. Right. So this is a blessing in and of itself. And we know we do not have forever with you both. So we are gonna do our best. But at the same time, thank you. You raised two very good men. You very with a lot of help from the man above. Yeah. Say so Seriously. Yeah, he my shoulder off real quick. <laughs> 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 myself on the back. They didn't ask you for... Dad had his thing to say. Oh, no, right. No, Dad. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. Dad has something to say. Yeah, what you gonna say? What you gonna say? Peace. Peace and grace. Hey, also, arrest that man and convict that man that killed George Floyd. Derek Chauvin, you know, I even hate to say his name, but... Uh, 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 convict, uh, convict him, him. Convict him you know uh, rest in peace to George Floyd yeah. and all of that man but, it's unfortunate uh, but y'all man season 2 episode 1 don't send, don't send hate that way y'all send love that way yep. and pray pray to God that uh, these people on the jury do the right thing change is coming and we're gonna be a part of it so alright my man season 2 my man one. season 2 <laughs> happy April Fool's Day y'all <laughs> these are the numbers uh, for the 
uh, crisis hotlines um, that you have access to, and there are many more, but we're going to read the three that um, we have learned and know are work the best. So um, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, we got the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Uh, again, that's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Uh, this is a crisis hotline locally um, for Milwaukee, you know, Wisconsin, surrounding areas. Uh, the number is 414, and this is 24-7, by the way, 414-257-7222. Again, that's the crisis hotline for Milwaukee and surrounding areas. 24-7-414-257-7222. And then this is the crisis text line. If you don't want to speak to somebody, you know, you just want to send them a text. Uh, you want some help through a text. Uh, feels more comfortable. You're more comfortable with it. Uh, this is also 24-7. It's just six numbers. It's 741-741. Again, that's the crisis text line at uh, 741-741. Thank you. Definitely use them if you need them. All right. We are out of here. My Man Podcast.